pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if uh, you guys could have seen the number of times we practiced that this week to make sure it was perfect. It was, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing. And when, then when it all, when push comes to shove, I messed it up. Sorry, Bill. It happens. You made yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So, right, uh, uh, Barry, uh, tomorrow, what is tomorrow? Tomorrow's May 4th. You yes. Know yes. Sorry. I'm going to talk over you. I, <laughs> <laughs> Someday we're gonna do this right. Bill's got trigger finger today. Yeah, yeah. And uh Mike asks if Lucasfilm did that intro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh in honor of uh, us, we reached out to the folks at Disney. Mm -hmm. And uh they said, Wow, uh, you guys are on the caliber of something we want to be involved in. So here you go, fellas. And plus we're platinum pass holders, so yeah. Yeah. So, so we had that uh, all planned for our special uh, show in honor of May the 4th. And as always, may the 4th be with you uh, and uh, <laughs> live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, uh, we thought it would be a great idea to do a uh, show that was devoted to Star Wars. Now, uh, Disney, hearing that we were doing that, they decided to make uh, to bump up the release of the last Star Wars film of the uh, Skywalker saga and uh, put it out on Disney Plus tomorrow. So as of tomorrow, we can watch all of the Star Wars movies in all of the same place. Sean um, responded with, uh, may the fourth be with you too, and also with you. <laughs> so I see I'm not the only one raised Catholic here. Uh, that is what I always think when I hear may the force be with you. And yeah, I don't have you. that issue. Yeah. Uh, so we are going to start by just talking a little bit about the Star Wars movies. Uh, Barry, what's your uh, favorite of the Skywalker saga? What's uh, your favorite? Empire Strikes Back, easy. Yeah. It's what easy. about it? Is, uh, makes it your favorite? Uh, well, I, I just think it, it's got it's it's got something, and not that the, the original doesn't, but uh, Empire Strikes Back is great. It's got so many classic lines, you know, know. and uh, <laughs> it, it's <laughs> good one. It took you a second, but you got there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's just I don't know. I like it when the bad guys win too. So that's. My favorite out of the prequels is Revenge of the Sith. That was also a very good one, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny because I think everyone falls on one side or the other of uh, the uh, the dark side or the force. And uh, I have always I've always rooted for the heroes. Uh, so that's where you and I differ. It's like I always want the good guys to win. And I actually get very bothered. Always have been very bothered when the good guys don't win. At uh, uh, so, I, I feel like there it was there. There has to be conflict there, you know. And I, oh, I like yeah. I I like the idea of it ending on a cliffhanger. Uh -huh. You know, I, I like movies that do that, and usually the the middle chapters do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was uh, it was a wonderful, wonderful thing. And uh, Without a doubt, I think the first set of movies, four, five, and six, as uh, they're called, um, are are the best of the three. Uh, so, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Bridget, you don't need to call me out, man. I don't know what that's about, uh, <laughs> but what's with the air quotes? Uh, <laughs> I, it's just something I do. I'm an idiot. Um, so uh, Jimmy uh, thinks that A New Hope is the best. And uh, that's one that I agree with, actually, because it's what brought us all into the uh, the, the franchise, what, what started it all. I think without that first movie, you don't have all of the great things that uh, are uh, that make up Star Wars. So that to me, that's uh, that's where I'm at as well. Uh, I agree with Jimmy on that, that uh, the uh, the first movie is where my uh, my heart lies. Oh, that's awesome, John. John says uh, when he was younger, his son uh, had him watch uh, episode, or he watched episode one, watched all the way through, and then asked uh, if we could watch a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) Episode one. I'm sorry, go ahead. The prequels get a bad rap, but they certainly have their their, uh, good points, too. But they're certainly not the... Yeah, the the lightsaber battle at the end of uh, number three was amazing that yeah. was fantastic and then the uh making uh the making of darth vader uh mm-hmm. at the end was uh, was pretty awesome what a way to end uh that they, i think they definitely saved the best for last i mean they're certainly uh, not the greatest written movies of all time but no no <laughs> um so mike uh mike says that uh, uh his uh favorite star wars character is jar jar him and Very- andy uh, who's uh, who's uh, who's your favorite? Uh, I don't I don't know. Probably Han Solo. Yeah, I like yeah. the dirt bags. For they me, just have something going on. Obi Wan, and uh, it's funny because I don't really like the first three movies, but Obi Wan is still <laughs> <laughs> my favorite character. Are Go you and McGregor it. nailed that? Oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. You and McGregor nailed that part. Mm-hmm. Bridget loves the Ewoks, so uh, we've got that now. Um, the a lot of people probably already know this, but Galaxy's Edge is actually set in the new movies in between eight and nine. And a lot of the time tonight, we are going to be talking about Galaxy's Edge. So I'm just going to transition over to that now. Um, We had uh, a uh, question out earlier this week as far as blue milk is concerned. And uh, Barry, if you don't mind, could you uh, get rid of that uh, uh, Bridget's comment on there for just a second? And uh, we had the the blue milk versus the green milk. Uh, And... uh, most people weighed in, and uh, uh, there were actually. I was a little surprised that we had as many green milks as we had, uh, I'm because not. I'm not. You're not. No. Why, why not, Barry? Because it was good. <laughs> green milk's good. It's not better than blue milk, but it's good. Uh, uh, see, yeah, I and I stick by it. It smells and tastes like flowers or grass. Uh, I don't think so. I think I, I I do. You had a stuffy nose that day or something. No, I had no such thing. Uh, my nose was just fine, but to me, it it uh, it uh, tasted like uh, something floral. 
See, I remember Bill that day. I, I remember it clearly. Go yeah, clearly, dude. Okay. <laughs> I remember okay, the whole situation on. clearly. Early in the <laughs> early in the day, I'm like, we were thinking about getting milk, and I was like, let's try the green. I think you would like green milk. Bill goes, no, I, I heard green sauce stinks. I heard it tastes like flowers. I was like, wow, I didn't realize you did such a good impression of me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, you, you just got to give it a try. You know, you got to give it a go. I, I like it. So I, I, I had blue or I had green. He had blue, and I and I gave. I said, Bill, just give it a sip, just give it a try. And he goes, This is the blue milk. He goes, Look, disgusting flowers. And then he then he, he threw my milk on the ground in a fit of anger in a fit was, of rage. I was wondering if you were going to keep embellishing yeah. it, and uh, <laughs> if you weren't going to, I was going to suggest that I like slapped it out of your hand or something. So like that. So my point is, Bill had already decided that he didn't like the green milk before he even tried it. Okay, here's the thing. Did I hear bad things about it? Yes. But was I going to give it a fair chance? Yes. And I did. And I put it up to my lips, and I sipped a little, and I got enough to know I didn't like it. I mean, if you don't like something, why are you going to continue to guzzle away at it? You know, you got to let it, you got to give it at least a second or third, a third little try before you totally uh, dismiss it. Okay. I will try it again. Next time we're down there, I will try it again. I do. And if my opinion changes, I'll be honest about it. But I feel uh, like, listen, you got to drink an entire glass and I'll buy it for you. But you have to drink an entire glass. See, see, but that doesn't mean it's good. Like, no, that doesn't mean like, it's good. I'm saying, like, but- like if, if I were to eat a steak and a I steak cut again. into the steak yep. and I take my first bite, and I, I I'm going to realize right then that I like it or I don't. No one's going to have to tell me. Well, you have to eat the whole steak in order to find out if you like it or not. Well, maybe you got That's a fatty kind of a piece. Re- maybe you got the gristle as your first bite and that's not fair okay that that's fair so what you're saying is there's gristle in green milk <laughs> if i'm understanding you correctly it might be what i got when i took my sip of green milk was gristle something of that nature it is bantha it is bantha milk you never know what's in there mm-hmm. so green is good john says but not uh, better than blue um ooh, john has only had the adult versions which uh, uh, is something that uh, I have had the adult version of the blue milk, and I like the blue milk better without the uh, what is it rum? Isn't that what's in it? Rum. Yeah. Well, you know it's rum for the blue milk, and I think and it's tequila, tequila for the green for, milk. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Trisha brings up a good point. It is just like it's like a glass of potpourri. Is what you, what I would. That's not thinking. a statement. She's asking. That's a question mark. Question mark. She's yeah, asking. Well, what... uh-huh. But th- the point being is she's correct. Mm. It is correct. Um, so Bridget is asking that we get the uh, green milk tasting on video, and I, I have will. to drink the entire glass. And uh, it's not yes. like you have to chug it. You can enjoy it while you're walking around the land. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I and I. I don't know if I'll enjoy it, but I'll drink it all. <laughs> all right. um, so, Sean, it is not actually milk, uh, although there is, uh, what, coconut milk in it? It's coconut and rice milk. Yeah. So, but it is not an actual milk milk, and I don't think it tastes like milk, although no. it is kind of thick. 
uh, you do get uh, you do get uh, um, a, a little bit of uh, a coating on your tongue. Yeah, you it's will. like a frothy. I, I can't explain it. It's almost like a it's it's a frozen drink, but it's it's such a weird consistency. It's 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 very hard to describe. Yeah, yeah. And, I think uh, I wrote it down here. It's uh, the the blue is dragon fruit, pineapple, lime, and watermelon, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the green is mandarin, orange, passion fruit, and grapefruit. But mm-hmm. it's not like the, it's not like those flavors come out at you. That you don't. No, really- not at all. No, no. I mean, I I when I tasted the green milk, I didn't taste orange. I tasted rose and sunflower. Well, the even the blue doesn't. It, it's a fruity, but you, you don't get nothing. N- none of those fruits don't jump out at you. It's very understated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Sean's asking, it's more like a smoothie, a little bit, a little bit, but not quite. Yeah, it's an uh-huh. acquired taste. Not everyone's gonna like it. Yeah, yeah. Mike, uh, Mike thinks that spiked milk is the only way to drink that stuff. That stuff. I personally um, think the alcohol dilutes the flavor a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, as far as the milks go, uh, uh, both are fairly popular, but blue was the clear winner, uh, which Mm -hmm. means I came down on the right side of things is the way I choose to look (laughs) at it. (laughs) Now, you just everybody hears things and they they don't try it. They base it off of what they hear. That's my philosophy. Yeah, that's my uh, way of thinking. Yeah. You know, now, um. In Galaxy's Edge, in addition to the blue milk, we've got a lot of other, well, first off, beverages um, within uh, like uh, Oga's Cantina. Mm-hmm. And uh, what what have you tried over at Oga's? Uh, I was, we were there once, right, Bill? I think it was yeah. the opening weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got the Fuzzy Tauntaun. That's it. Yes, the Fuzzy yeah. Tauntaun. Mm-hmm. Um, it was... I think I believe it was, if I remember correctly, it was it was definitely orange flavored or pineapple. Yeah, and that yeah. that frothy stuff on the top uh, gives your lips a little numb thing. Some people said it really did. I didn't get it too much. I mean, I understand what they were saying, but um, I didn't get that too much. But it was it was pretty good. Yeah, Pricey, I, but good. I had it uh, um, one of the times I was there as well, and for me, it, like my lips were numb. Uh, I mean, they got pretty numb and, uh, the, uh, the bartender joked around that it would stay that way for a week. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, but yeah, really, really enjoyed that uh, a lot. Another one that I've had, uh, was the, uh, Jedi mind trick. Um, and, uh, also a good drink, one that I would highly recommend. I, you know, I, I don't. I'm horrible with tastes, so I can't tell you what was in it. Which is why uh, you don't like green milk. But uh, um, wrong. <laughs> uh, but uh, it is uh, it is something that uh, uh, I did uh, really really enjoy. Uh, the blue milk is something I really did enjoy. Or not the blue milk. I'm sorry. The uh, the uh, Jedi mind trick was something I really enjoyed. Uh, but we've got uh, a lot of different foods. In Galaxy's Edge too. What what was your uh, favorite of all of the foods? Well, if you head over to Ronto Roasters, uh, it's it that's in the marketplace, and you go there. It is. It's the Ronto Wrap from Ronto Roasters. It's that place that has the droid that's roasting the uh, the meat. 
This is my absolute number one favorite thing at Galaxy's Edge as far as food is related. Uh, what you get in there is go back to a uh, Ronto wrap real quick, Bill. There you go. Uh, it, it's it's warm pita bread, right? And it's Peter. pork it's pork sausage, and then it's wrapped in roast pork. This is pork a palooza right here, and then uh, they cover they smother it with this like ranch peppercorn sauce. And mm-hmm. coleslaw, which you can get it. This is, and I think it was like nine or ten dollars. It's pretty cheap, and it's a big wrap. I would one hundred percent recommend the Ronto wrap. Yeah, Ronto wrap was great. Now that's uh, one of only a couple things that I've had. There was the uh, Ronto wrap, and then something that we we're going to uh, talk about in just uh, just a second. Um, but uh, yeah, I highly recommend that. Now I got mine without the. Um, uh, uh, what was it? The slaw or the? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't like the, uh, the slaw all that much, uh, but, uh, everything else about it, including that, uh, the, the, uh, peppercorn. Now you, when you get it, you normally get extra peppercorn, don't you? Yeah. They give me extra peppercorn ranchers. That stuff is good. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. They give it to me on the side and then I sh- sh- sparkle it on there. Yeah. They are fantastic. Uh, the other thing that I had was, uh, actually the, uh, the breakfast, uh, was, uh, the other thing. Uh, hang on one second. I'll get right back over to it. And let's see, that's not it. <laughs> no, that's not it either. I'm going to keep clicking on things until I find it. That was, yeah. And that was the, uh, the last thing that I clicked on. I clicked <laughs> on everything else before I found it. Now uh, with that, you get uh, some sausage, you get like a little cinnamon roll thing, and then some potatoes uh, that are uh, kind of colored. Uh, did you have that? I did. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. The uh, the only thing I didn't like, and before we talk about it, that, that's at Docking Bay Seven, which is uh, their quick service restaurant there. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. The only thing, uh, the, the lava roll, which is basically a cinnamon roll, was yeah. really good. The potatoes were good. The sausage was good. The only thing that wasn't real great was the egg bite thing. It tasted kind of like imitation eggs. Yeah. Which so, I imagine uh, it was because you were eating some Star Wars creature. Yeah, that's definitely what it is. <laughs> uh, what else would you recommend from uh, from there? From Ronto Ro- or for Donkey Bay? Yeah, um, yeah. The only other thing I've had there were the ribs, and they were really good. Yes, the Cadu ribs, and mm-hmm. the uh, the the Cadu ribs. The Cadu is the uh, creature that the that the, the, the um, uh, drawn a blank here. The Gungans, what they ride in the battle in the Phantom Menace. Yeah, that's what a kadu is. So you can tell your kids they're, they're eating kadu ribs next time you're there. Uh, but it was, it was good. It was a little bit on the pricey side. Uh, I think it was like twenty dollars, but they were pretty good. I must say. Yeah. Now, uh, as far as food is concerned, there are other options. Like in Ogas, you can uh, uh, get something too. What about that? Uh, yeah, these were the Batu bits, and we had this our first time there. And I got to be honest, I don't know what the heck I was eating. I have no clue. Now, not, not to say that it was bad. And uh, these, and this wasn't that pricey either. I think this was like 6 or $7. I guess it's their uh, form of like uh, uh, snack mix or something like that. And that sauce that you get with it or the dip, mm-hmm. it was almost like a wasabi. It, it had a spice to it. Um, I liked it. But it wasn't the greatest thing I've ever had, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Rudy, are you saying that you didn't like the uh, the Batu bits? I think is uh, what you're saying there. And uh, yeah, I agree. It's not something I would get again. Um, no, I, no, I wouldn't. I ate off of your plate when you got it. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, not. I wasn't a huge fan of them either. Um, uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, it, it's like I said, it, it's not something I would tell you to get. I mean, it wasn't phenomenal. Yeah. But there were a couple of things that were good. Um, Bill, can you go to uh, the popcorn mix? Yes, sir. I want to talk that about one? that a little bit. Yes, from Katsaka's Kettle. Now, this right here would be something that I would not recommend. I'm a fat boy, and I didn't even finish this. This stuff was like, it almost tasted like Skittles. It was a very strange taste. And like about halfway through, I wished it was just regular popcorn, and I didn't even finish it. And you know if I don't finish yeah. something, uh, it's that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> That's yeah it was strange it was very strange yeah yeah rudy points out that he thinks it's uh, more designed for the kids uh and uh mentioned that maya was a uh fan of yeah. it and uh mike uh i think's uh jumping on the skittles rainbow uh, i wish they would like do like maybe like a cheddar popcorn like maybe like uh some kind of uh you know cheese or something to make it otherworldly yeah yeah so uh bridget asks uh, is it uh, like a caramel what uh, like how is no, it can you uh it's, it's more of a it, it had a fruit fruity consistency to it um it, like i said it, to me it, it almost tasted like skittles but it was a popcorn it just it didn't go right and i love skittles but for for whatever reason um i, I didn't like the combo yeah yeah understood um, so, uh, uh, as far as the food goes, there's a lot there to kind of jump on. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, there are also other things that are, that are available there. Some of them we're going to ask Rudy about in just a little bit, uh, as far as the, uh, droid, uh, and the, uh, lightsaber building. Uh, but, uh, before we get to that, um, let's talk a little bit about the rides. Mm-hmm. And uh, specifically, let's start with, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about Rise of the Resistance already on previous podcasts, uh, but uh, just overall, what uh, what's your impression on, on Rise real quick? Rise of the Resistance um, is my number one favorite ride in Disney now. Mm-hmm. And I said before, it's not because I'm a Star Wars fan, because um, Star Tours isn't even close to my top 10 rides. Smuggler's Run isn't in my top 10 rides. So it's not because I'm a Star Wars fan. It's because the Rise of Resistance is a phenomenal attraction. Um, yeah. What about you, Bill? Uh, completely immersive. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, that's one thing that I think is Galaxy's Edge does incredibly well to begin with is you really feel like you are outside of a theme park and, uh, you know, kind of taking part in a Star Wars movie. Uh, and that's uh, you know kind of what they wanted to do uh, when yeah. they uh, uh, put it out there was to put you somewhere that uh, is very obviously Star Wars, but not something that you've kind of seen a whole lot before. Yeah, and uh, I, they succeeded incredibly well with that. And uh, the Rise of the Resistance ride is amazing. Um, from uh, the the point where you uh, leave uh, and get on the transport ship, 
and everything else that kind of goes along with that. It's it's amazing, and the cast members are incredible. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say any more about it because I don't want to ruin it uh, for anyone who hasn't had the uh, opportunity to write it yet, but it is incredible, and I can't say enough about it, and I think Sean agrees uh, when she said it was a, a great experience. Um, and it is an experience, and so it's. I would describe it as a... a uh, 20 minute experience that has a four minute or five minute ride at the end of it. Well, I mean, really you've got a couple of rides, you know, and uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got that first part uh, that I would almost uh, where, where you get to see uh, BB eight and some other stuff. Mm -hmm. And I would kind of compare that to uh, the room that you're in before you uh, uh, go on the haunted mansion ride. It's uh, you know, you, you, you don't have a stretching room or anything along those lines, but nonetheless, you're yeah. kind of dazzled and you know, right there, you're kind of like, Holy cow, that's amazing. And well, yeah, the, 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 the pre-shows never feel like pre-shows. They feel like mm-hmm. you're part of the thing They're They get you involved. You know how these rides you go on to and you're sitting there, you go, you're going through, you're like, okay, uh, this is, you're going through the pre-show motions. This does not feel like that. Every single thing is integral to part of the ride. Um, and it's great. Yeah. Then you get rushed over to the transport. And I think that's a good ride by itself. Rudy uh, actually went as far to say, man, if it ended right now, I'd be happy. And then the ride broke down. And it broke, And yeah. uh, he cursed us. Uh, but um, it, you know, that it's just amazing. That transport is fantastic. And then you go out and you're on the uh, Star Destroyer. Also amazing. And then you get, another ride after that and 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 even there it's kind of a couple of different rides um you get uh, you know some classic dark ride feel but then they do some other stuff as yeah. well it's it's fantastic it's uh, everything what, what I, I was watching something early on in the, in the design process of of rises and there was an engineer or a, i'm sorry an imagineer was talking about it and he said that what they were doing was basically like a greatest hits of disney what everything that they have done so far they wanted to put into one ride to make this experience um and they did it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh you know and uh, we've got a lot of uh, folks who uh, agree that it is just an amazing experience mm-hmm. the entire thing Sean will go as far as to agree with Mike as far as saying uh, walking into the hangar is amazing. Sean says, yes. Sean's going to make me break out the yes board. Yes. All right. So there we have it. Uh, Now, the other uh, current attraction is Smuggler's Run. Mm -hmm. What What are your thoughts on Smuggler's Run? Well, Smuggler's Run, um, it's the queue is phenomenal. Everything outside of the ride, the mm-hmm. the uh, when you go outside of Ronto Roaches, or even when you're coming from the milk stand and you see that reveal of the Falcon, it's you know how you can uh, you see like skyscrapers, uh, yeah, in a in a picture, and you're yeah. like, okay, that that's big, but you don't really get the scale of it until you're down looking at the building. That scale of that Falcon with the rock work in the distance is mm-hmm. <laughs> they did a phenomenal job with that. Um, that's and to me, that's part of the queue for the ride. Yeah, the yeah. Falcon, the queue is great, the pre show is great. It's not a lot, 
It's just to give you enough. The way you move through the Falcons, great. The problem is the actual ride itself. So if I'm hearing you correctly, Barry, I think what you're saying we should talk about here is that as far as Smuggler's Run is concerned, Disney should um, fix Fix that that ride. Oh, we nailed that. Nailed it. Nailed that. (laughs) So with that in mind, do you have ideas like we haven't talked about this before? (laughs) (laughs) We have have ideas. Um, I think what I would do first and foremost is to fix the, the interactivity of the ride. Um, the, the gunner position, it, it, you're pushing buttons. You don't know what you're shooting at and you miss the, sh- the, what's going on in front of you. And not so much with the, with the engineer, because you don't really do much as engineer, but it's the same type of thing. The only time that you really get the full experience is if you're a pilot, that's the only time you get the full experience. Um, I think it would benefit from more missions like star tours has, and they're, they're going to have to, because the, the ride is going to get stale. Not yeah. to, like not to say that that not to say that it, the ride's terrible or it's just something that and we were so excited the first day to do it and you know w- and we did but when when the hype was over when we really started to think about it and wrote it a bunch of times Bill mm-hmm. what what did you think after we wrote it a bunch of you times? know like th- like that that first day I was just happy to be on it you know yeah. And it was amazing. And uh, that's actually something that if we have time, I'd, I'd like to uh, also talk with uh, Rudy a little bit about is uh, when we went uh, back in August for the opening. Uh, but um, as a whole, I was blown away the first time. But then yeah. after you ride it a few times, you start to realize, okay, I'm missing a whole lot. So if you're not someone who goes to Disney all the time, I'd imagine you'll be happy with it. Yeah, But the more you ride it, the more you kind of realize, wait a minute, I didn't really get to do everything. You know, like when you were the pilot, it's amazing. It's eye-opening. And then like you're spoiled and don't want to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I agree that uh, we need to see more missions. Now, uh, one of the things I read about not too long ago was that they're trying to find a way to bring the Mandalorian into mm-hmm. Smuggler's Run on one of the missions. Now, I don't know how they'll go about that because the Mandalorian is set about 30 years before yeah. uh, Rise of, or, or before uh, the land in the time that you're supposed to be in. So I don't know how they'd find a way to bring Baby Yoda in and, uh, or as they say, the child. Yeah. Uh, and uh, bring the Mandalorian in. But I've heard that that's one of the things they're doing. So maybe um, they're going to loosen that where it's all set. You know, that's one of the things that uh, uh, they talked about a lot as far as when developing the land was that they wanted it to be someplace that people haven't seen before. And, and they wanted to, uh, uh, you know, to put someone in the middle of an adventure. And with the uh, Mandalorian being probably one of the most popular Star Wars things to come out in quite some time. They need to find a way to capitalize on it. And it made sense when Star Wars did with galaxies. I know a lot of people were complaining that it wasn't, uh, it wasn't a planet or something that had already been established. But the way I look at it is, is that 
they wanted to make a place that was new that you can kind of has a lot of uh, mystery to it. Does yeah. every part of, of galaxy's edge and Batu has a backstory. And if you learn about it, you know, it's, it, it has a mystery to it. And like, a um, you're not so sure about things that are going on in that, in the land. Um, I just think uh, I prefer it better than this, than, than, than what I've seen from other uh, ideas about it. Yeah. 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 So I'll be interested to see what they add. They're going to have to do something, um, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, there are other things that, that, that we've read about. I know uh, that we've, you and I have talked about this uh, before, but putting droids out in the land mm-hmm. is something that I would love to see. Um, and uh, uh, putting more characters out there as well, yeah. I think would uh, be a wonderful thing because the more you're there, the more you kind of get used to seeing the, the, the troopers walk by and uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, they tested the, and they've been testing uh, droids like the R2D2, but mm-hmm. early on in testing, they were trying to make the droids roam and it was a nightmare with the crowds trying to, to get that through yeah. there. And, and uh, cause you know how packed it can get sometimes. Right. Right. And when you, when you have characters roaming around, people follow the characters you know mm-hmm. it's not it's not like they have a meet and greet place where you can say okay we're gonna go see them there people and, and it, it becomes a little bit of a logistical nightmare but they'll figure it out i mean you got, it's yeah. funny that we talk about galaxy's edge but it's only been open since august in walt yeah. disney world mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. it hasn't been open that long yeah and so, even out on the west coast less than that right it yeah. was uh december when that opened out there no, it, it, the and get in Disneyland opened in May. It opened. Oh, that's it. right, that's right. But the, yeah. uh, the uh, I'm sorry, I was thinking of uh, Rise. Yeah, uh, being uh, yeah, Rise Rise Resistance came after the uh, mm-hmm. Disney World opened. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's there's room for them to add more to the land. A lot of people don't know that, but there's like a little area off to the side mm-hmm. that they they kind of reserved. So is there anything you'd like to see added? Well, I would like to see like uh I I was thinking about this for for a second and I was thinking about a roller coaster but then I was thinking it would be if you if you go into land and see a roller coaster it might kind of break that like you're in an amusement park type thing. So what I thought would be it would be a, a fun idea is to have like maybe a lightsaber experience, right? To have like you know how Luke puts down the bla- the blast shield, yeah, and he he battles that thing. And I know that's more like uh, so a void type thing, yeah, like something like that, where you're going around and you're and and you're all the technology they have today. Everyone's always wanted to wield a lightsaber, and I feel like yeah, like you imagine being able to do that, and you're battling you know that whatever that ball is that shoots at you, mm-hmm. and then you got to battle Vader or something. That's all. Like, like call it lightsaber training or something like that. I yeah. think that would be a good idea. It's a little bit more on the universal side of things, but I think they could have something like that in there. Like you said, like the void. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Uh, but uh, I, I'm not convinced that you couldn't do a roller coaster now to make it an outdoor coaster that like uh, zooms through the entire park. I'm not mm-hmm. sure you'd want to do that. Um, but if you were to go into a hangar, and uh, much like they have, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, 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 Space Mountain, to have something along those lines uh, where you are, 
uh, zooming through and doing uh, all kinds of fun stuff. That would be an amazing uh, ride to have too. To have you know, like as you're kind of going through, to have uh, uh, blasters zoom past you, like you almost get hit and yeah. uh, different things like that. I think that would be an amazing thing, you know. So uh, almost an exp- uh, expansion on Space Mountain, but with 21st century technology. Yeah, I, I, I can get on board with that. Like uh, an indoor roller coaster that's kind of hidden away and doesn't really feel like a roller coaster, like like kind of like we're doing with Guardians. Um, that's an indoor coaster that's kind of like that, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So it would be great uh, to uh, to do that, um, Rudy. You're uh, going to get uh, uh, brought on here in just a second. So um, I see his bald head down there bouncing around. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw him. Uh, he was up and moving around. So I wanted to uh, uh, give him fair fair warning. Mike asked if we're watching the Last Dance. I don't know what that is. And uh, Rudy just left. So <laughs> we have that going for us. <laughs> So a good call, Rudy. Um, Mike, that's uh, that that is a very random question. Oh, is that um, the, is that the Michael Jordan thing? No, the last dance. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think that's um, the Michael Jordan special, but I'm, oh, I might be. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you're right. I was thinking of that movie, um, The Last Dance, and I hadn't seen that. <laughs> Uh, Monty, that I grew up going to Kings Island. Uh, I had uh, uh, a season pass to uh, Kings Island as a kid, so I used to ride that all the time. Uh, that that the indoor co- uh, uh, alien coaster out there is a lot of fun. Um, so I would, uh, uh, yeah, that that would be a good one to do as well. George has, um, is interesting. Uh, he, all right, that's not the one I wanted to click on. Here we go. Uh, George Millsop says, I want to be there so bad. I will accept being peed on at flight of passage. Now this raises some <laughs> questions in my mind. Have you been peed on before at flight of passage? I mean, There's, is that something that, yeah, I don't want to take this into too bad of an area, but I know there are some people who would probably really enjoy that. Well, some people. <laughs> yes. That would add uh, it would add a lot to it, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Bridget asks, yes, it's the Michael Jordan show. Yeah, yeah. I haven't been watching it, no. No, I, I would like to check it out. Uh, I'm sure it's probably on Hulu, uh, so uh, I will have to do that. Uh, so uh, what do you say, without any further ado, we uh, bring uh, Claire Claire Binks on to... Uh, <laughs> Misa want to see Clark Car Binks. <laughs> now he's going to call himself the Dingus, but uh, let's yeah. not. Uh, it is uh, Claire Claire Binks. That is uh, mm-hmm. that is uh, who we've got here. There he is. Yeah. There is no oh, Clark Car Binks here. Whoa. Oh wow! <laughs> so is this your uh, first night uh, on a podcast? What the hell's with your sound, man? Is it high right now? Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not great. That wasn't too bad when you first How came. About on, now? It was bad. Yeah, that sounds a lot better. Yeah, it's a little better. Yep. Uh, well, we did like a a family call today on Zoom, and Zoom has some really weird settings. So, yeah, I'm a little yeah, bit off tonight. Awesome. So, hey, buddy, where are you at there? Uh, I was at Disney earlier today. Oh, I did yeah. Day at Epcot. Huh. <laughs> Today's May third, but uh, I took the first flight home to make sure I could get on the Ear B&B Disney podcast. That's Thank that's you, amazing. Sir. 
That is, uh, that's dedication is what it is. That is so nice of you, Rudy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you got on your shoulder there, Rudy? Uh, that is my salacious crumb. You, I think you guys were with me when I picked that up, weren't mm -hmm. you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you were debating on getting it all day long and finally, finally got it. I'll tell you, the thing that kills me is the number of things in Galaxy's Edge that you want to get. And that at the last minute, they tell you does not come with an AP discount. It's frustrating. <laughs> and uh, this was one because I was with Barry and Bill. And I'm like, you know, the 20% off makes it reasonable. So I kind of had my heart set on it. And then when I decided to pull the trigger, I found out there was no discount. So They don't offer much much AP discounts there at Galaxy's Edge, do they? It's very random. Uh, some stuff there is, other stuff it's not. You just pr you pretty much just have to ask about it. Like you can't get one at Savi's, but you can get one for a Legacy Saber. So gotcha. uh, buyer beware. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you, you got a chance to uh, build a droid and do the uh, lightsaber thing. Can you uh, first talk about the uh, droid building and, and what you had, uh, what you went through there? Yeah, I mean, I've discussed it before. The droid build is pretty cool, being that it, it's a pretty, it's a decent quality product. Like, I'll show you mine. It's uh, oh, this bad boy. Let me see. I know this is a podcast, so it's really smart bringing in props and stuff. Look at no, this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, hey, you know they get the idea. Yeah, Rudy, for the live, he, for the live yeah. folks are amazed by it. Yeah, it, it's a, <laughs> it's a pretty cool product because there's a lot of upgrades. I mean, that one's got lasers on it, and the lasers actually work. What I mean is they don't shoot lasers at you, but the sound and the light works. Um, but the build itself is not like a huge experience. I mean, you basically pick out a body, legs, and a head. And it takes you about five seconds to put the thing together. So if you're looking for like a big experience, you don't want to do the droid build for the experience. You want to do it for what you're buying, which I think is a decent product. How much was that, by the way? It was I think it was 70. That's not you know what? That's not too bad for what you get. You know what I, I've read? This is pretty crazy to me. That there is over two hundred and eighty thousand possible combinations of droid that you can build. At droid yeah, Depot. I mean I mean, but a lot of it's just colors. Like you can grab a red colors. leg and a black right. head. I mean, it's not a really like amazing experience as far as that goes, but it's a pretty decent quality product when you're done with it. I mean, I know it's plastic. It doesn't feel heavier. Uh, if anybody's that got any of the, um, the Sphero droids, it doesn't feel like high quality like that, but it does a lot of stuff. The head turns, it makes uh, sounds. You can change the computer chip inside of it. So it makes different sounds and different lights. So it's, it's a pretty cool product. I could see Rudy like sitting outside with the kids, sitting Indian style, just like battling them to the death. Oh, I don't, I don't play with the kids. I do it all by myself. <laughs> I could see you not necessarily playing with the kids, but playing. I'm not even going to finish playing with myself. I'm not going to say yeah. that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but instead, like I could see you going over and then just like your droid fighting the other kids' droids without them yeah. realizing it and just like uh, smashing them and that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but like some kid would break my droid and I'd probably lose my mind. Like they do have a yeah. pad over by the uh, the land speeder that they have at Galaxy's Edge and the kids get together and they interact, but they just smash the hell out of those things. So mm -hmm. I'm not putting my droid on that thing because I'm probably going to wind up killing a kid. Yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to do it, but in the last second, I'm like, okay, well, you know, I could have like six blue milks instead of a droid. Yeah, I'm gonna go I, blue milks. <laughs> I mean, if you're a large child like me, yeah, uh, it's definitely worth it. I mean, I not that I play with it all the time, as far as you know, um, but it is a lot of. It's something to look at. It's like something you can bring home that you actually want to look at instead of like a, a set of Mickey ears, which yeah. you're gonna go in your closet. And you're probably not gonna mm -hmm. see for until you go to Disney again. But like all the Star Wars stuff I end up getting is like, as you can see, 
is all around me. So it's something I'm, I'm constantly looking at. Yeah, yeah. That's Although cool. my wife doesn't appreciate it. Well, you know, everyone has their hobbies. What I'm surprised. I'm surprised Rudy is still married at this point. I mean, look at his look at the background. He's got a life size Darth Vader. What did that set you back, Rudy? Uh, We're going to zoom in on this a second, just so everyone yeah. can see stuff going on there. Yeah, I, I'm not going to really discuss pricing on anything <laughs> during the show. No, you don't uh, have to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, that's only about half of the room. There's a whole entire yeah. half on that side of me that you don't see. So, mm-hmm. uh, my wife likes to call this our daughter's college fund. That's up here. That's great. Well, I'm sure that's all gone. If if anything were to happen, all that stuff is gone already. So yeah, I mean, you, you can see the Darth Vader on my one side. On the other side, if you look real close, is a full size arcade machine. So yeah, yeah, I saw that. I saw that there, and that's uh, that's pretty crazy as well. Uh, so Mike's question is about the uh, the droid building, and uh, it, it's basically like Build a Bear is what he wants to know. Oh, that's not what I wanted to do. <laughs> Yeah, but what is going on here? Bill's having technical trouble tonight. There we go. Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's like build a bear because you're actually physically doing something. You have, uh, well, it's so limited though. If you're doing a BB-8 product, there's one screw that goes down on the top, so you're basically putting one screw and then snapping the rest together. If you're doing an R2 unit, there's two screws. You're screwing in both legs, and that's it. So, uh, realistically, once you pick out all, it depends. If you're going to spend all day like picking out colors. I guess it might take a little longer, but the build itself, I would say, doesn't take more than five minutes tops. Yeah, yeah. And George points out that these are man toys. A man. Yeah, I, don't like, I don't like to call them toys. They're uh, the action figures, right? Oh, sure. Collectibles. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Collectible. I just don't oh, yes. say it. Uh, I always see my problem is I would want to do it for the experience. But I, I know I would never mess with it when I was when I got it at home. I, I don't play with the thing. So, yeah. Maybe I would do it and just donate it, maybe. I do play with mine. I'll admit it. Not a lot. Like, I'm not yeah. rushing home to play with it, but I have uh, zoomed around my podcast area more than once. Well, people, let people know that it is like it is, it's like a remote control droid. I mean, you can, you can yeah, I mean, this around. is the remote. If you guys who are watching can see it, and what the remote yeah. does, it controls it going forward, backward, and it also has it can move left, right, and it moves the head around. So, uh, and then it's got the big button to make the sounds and for it to light up. It's actually, eh, I put it down already, but it is very interactive. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah. For but, you know, you. Disney's smart, though, because they put a lot of upgrades in it. You can buy stickers for them. You can buy lasers. You can put, like, the uh, the drink cart around them. I mean, there's a lot of money they're making past the actual robot. Uh, yeah. I also bought, like, three different chips. So they sucker you right in. Yeah. Now those chips, what do they do? Uh, they've got a bunch of different chips and they're basically either Imperial or the rebel chips and it changes the personality or droid. So I think like when the Imperial chips in it with mine in particular, it has a blue light and a much more like darker evil sound to it. And then when you put a rebel chip in it, I think it goes red and it's a little more like R2D2, like a friendly voice. So it's kind of cool. And I, I think they have like eight or nine different chips. So, and they're 12 bucks a piece. So you could really start adding up on the cost of these things. Mm-hmm. And these droids interact with each other throughout the land. They'll interact with somebody else's droid, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it also interacts with the characters, which is kind of cool. Uh, if you're, yeah. and there's the problem: do you want to drag this droid around with you? I mean, they sell a backpack, which I have one, and uh, we of only course. brought it into the land once. It's ridiculous, <laughs> but it is cool. Like Chewbacca goes by, and if it's a rebel droid, it'll be friendly when when Chewbacca walks by. If it's a imperial droid, it'll freak out, and vice versa. If it's a like a Stormtrooper going by. So 
that aspect of it is pretty cool, but to carry that thing around, I, I don't see anybody doing it. The only time you're really going to interact probably is when you buy it and you're walking around to get it to your car. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to uh, maybe do that at the end of the night so that you're uh, you're leaving with it. Well, when I had my when I built my drone, I think it was early afternoon. I walked around with it for maybe 20 minutes. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And after 20 minutes, I'm like, this is going out to the car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. So, I mean, even with the, the backpack, even though it's, you know, you're not holding it, it's still big and bulky and you look like a fool. Not that uh, I'm ever have an issue with looking like a fool. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. not at all. I, I'm surprised that you didn't buy a giant fanny pack to uh, to put it in. <laughs> you know, I, I've been looking for one. I just haven't found one big enough yet. They have Star Wars fanny packs. I've seen them. So I'd wear one. I have no yeah. shame. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you also <laughs> built the uh, the saber. Yeah. Now, the saber is a whole different ball game. There's a whole show that goes along with that. And uh, the only thing I can really compare it to, if anybody's listening that's ever been to Ollivander's and uh, Harry Potter World, which... To me, I mean, that's a dork experience because I don't like Harry Potter. So, you know, I could appreciate it being they did put on a show and there was like a little theatrics or whatever. Uh, but with the Star Wars one, I, I've seen two different people put on the show. And both the both of the, the Jedi Masters or whatever they were, were phenomenal. Uh, there's a whole backstory. You know, they have you pick out your crystal. Uh, you got to pick out, you know, whether you want to be evil or good, all that nonsense. And uh, that's a solid 15, 20 minute show. So to me, that's worth it. That's very darn when he tries a high high five. What? Uh, uh, he's talking about uh, the uh, the chewy experience when he uh, when he tried Oof. to do that. We'll get Did more you? into that fun yeah. in a little bit because uh, I, I wanted to uh, kind of finish up the podcast uh, by uh, just uh, us telling stupid stories about stuff that we've done while we've been I down just, there. I just want to say it makes me giddy uh, watching Rudy call call somebody a dork with the salacious crumb on his shoulder. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, uh, for me, like Harry Potter people are dorks, but like Star Wars, oh, you're cool. (laughs) No, it's true. Star Wars 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 is cool. Star Wars is cool. Uh, I think it all all has to do with when you grew up, too, because, uh, you know, you grew up, you were already an adult when the Harry Potter movies came out. And I think those people who saw them uh, when they were kids and kind of grew up with Harry Potter probably have a little bit of a different experience uh, about it. Well, here's my issue. I've watched the Harry Potter movies, and to me, like somebody waving a twig around is not that impressive. Like, you see a lightsaber, and that thing lights up, and they're like swatting each other and cutting each other in half. Like, that's pretty hardcore. If you see some like English kid with a pair of glasses on waving a stick at somebody, it just, it just doesn't relate to me. And I'm not spending a hundred bucks for a twig. Bill, you got a twig? Uh, no, I don't have a twig, uh, but I'm just uh, pointing out that uh, Kristen loves me and uh, thinks I'm a winner. I, uh, I I agree, Kristen. I really am a winner. I'll a respectively uh, agree to a disagree. Wiener. But yeah, as far as the, the Sabi build too, I've got the lightsaber here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this thing is solid. It's It weighs probably a good five pounds. It's all made out of metal. It's machined aluminum. It's not like the little plastic one you do over at Epcot. It's it's pretty solid. And the cool thing is, is uh, if you take it apart, the kyber crystal within it controls what color it is. So you can actually have variations of your own lightsaber, too. So how much, uh, how much are those crystals? Uh, the crystals are fairly cheap. I believe they're 14 bucks. Um, they come in, I believe, nine different colors. And then there's a rare black one that... Uh, <sighs> This is another way Disney gets me, and it irritates the hell out of me. Uh, they put out these black ones that are super rare, and what they do is they come within the red packaging. 
So you've got to buy like 50 different red ones to find one black one. So I spent, you know, God only knows how much of these red ones get one black one. But um, not only does it control the color of your lightsaber, if you buy the um, the holocrons, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the holocrons at Doc Endors. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, I have one right here. This is the, the Sith holocron. Uh, if you put a different colored crystal in, it depends. Whatever crystal color you put in has a different voice. So it might be a Sakatana or it could be Mace Windu or Luke Skywalker. So that controls it. Now, Doc. Boy, I sound Andor. like a nerd. <laughs> you, you think? Really? Yeah. yeah. You, yeah but Harry Potter twigs make someone a nerd. Uh, I've got like different size like blades for my lightsaber. I mean, I'm like the biggest dork. Yeah. Whatever. Now, Doc Ondors, that is the Star Wars dork's dream. Doc yeah. That place uh, is great. I was lucky enough to go to a couple cast member previews before Galaxy's Edge officially opened. Uh, so I got to spend like quality time in air where it wasn't packed. When we went back when Galaxy's Edge opened, because the three of us went for opening day and multiple days since then. It, it is a nightmare. I mean, I think I had you guys wait while I bought my le legacy saber. It was like an yeah. hour long wait to buy something. Yeah. yeah. So if you've got a gift shop where you got to wait an hour to spend two hundred bucks, they're doing something right. You know, they definitely know how to make their money. Uh, but yeah. yeah, Doc Endor is phenomenal. Just you could just wander around there for hours because it's a little uh, not just for what they're selling, but for what they have up on the walls. There, there's a lot of like little tiny. Um, there's stuff that's throwback to the movies. There's stuff that's throwback to the comic books, uh, which made me buy the comic books, which it irritates the hell out of me. The Galaxy. I'm not a comic, comic book guy. Yeah, I'm not a comic book guy, but they made me buy the comic yeah. books now. So yeah. you're a comic book guy, I think is what I'm hearing. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> they ruined me. But he's not a dork. He's not a dork, though. No. no. Oh, no. Not at all. <laughs> the least bit. Um, but I will say, talking about the legacy sabers, they are not as heavy as the uh sabi ones but they look that they're really realistic looking and they've got them from like every jedi you can get like a, a han solo a ben solo luke leia i mean you can get every saber you've ever heard of there they, they're really cool and like i said you have to wait just to look at them like even if you're not going to buy them you got to wait in a line to look at them so uh mm -hmm. for the people who said galaxy's edge was not a success they are crazy well i think people people were judging that off of the first like month or two that it had been opened. Uh, and since then it's especially since yeah. Roger's distance came out, it's a whole different ball game now. Uh, yeah. I don't think anyone ever really said that galaxy's edge was a failure or that it wasn't that, but it did fall below expectations, Disney's expectations. And because Disney made all of that kind of public, Mm -hmm. Everyone could see that when they set the bar there and it came in uh, underneath that, that people are going to say, yeah, it's not as successful as they want it to be. Uh, so I think that's where folks were coming from. I know for me, that's kind of where I always went with it. Uh, that and then when I saw it was bothering Barry, I uh, I uh, continued <laughs> to kind of poke the bear a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was almost like Perry had like personal stock in galaxies after a while. Oh. Oh, that, like when we first started talking about it, Barry would get so mad. So well, mad. because because I was the first one to see the genius in what was going on. Everyone was talking crap about it. What is this? It's not Star Wars. Yada yada. Smuggler's runs no good. Yada yada yada. And uh, and I'm sitting here. Everyone calling me a Disney shill. 
when everybody else was was talking crap on it. And I'm I'm standing firm. Well, the funny thing is, even when it was a little bit slower when they first opened up and it was only mm -hmm. smugglers running there, you still saw everybody like with two or three lightsabers over their backs and droids. Mm -hmm. So merchandise sales there were unbelievable in the beginning and still are now. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I love Sabi's story. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Sabi story they put on is actually really cool because they did, did a lot of a lighting effects. They have Yoda's voice going. So it is very interactive and very cool. You guys have got to do it. Yeah, that would be something I would want to do again. I, I I wouldn't play with it afterwards. So like, I, I just can't see. But yeah. I'm hoping that I could, maybe I could do it one day like you did. Just the experience and not, and not actually have to pay for the lightsaber. Well, mm -hmm. I'm such a loser. I have a regular blade, then I have a travel size blade. So... There's how much that. how much was the lightsaber experience? Uh, the lightsaber experience I think is 199 and that gets you uh the lightsaber, it gets you a full-size blade and it gives you the carrying case. Which I, I know 199 sounds expensive, but for the whole uh show and everything else, I think it's well if you're a Star Wars fan, it's definitely worth it. If you're not a Star Wars fan, I might say skip it. Well, the yeah. the the uh the the legacy uh one, they're not that they're pretty expensive too, right? Yeah, they can go from 150 to 200 as well. And they're that's not I, half as heavy as these are. That's what I mean. So it's actually, you're getting a quality product if you're a collector. Yeah, and the nice thing too is the blades between the legacy sabers and the build-your-own sabers actually work on both. So that's kind of yeah. cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. God, I sound like a loser. <laughs> well, uh, Rudy, we are losers. We're 30. <laughs> we're, we're, well, I'm 50. Well, yeah, we're I'm past 30, that. 30, 40, and 50. And we we vacation uh, by ourselves. We have bro trips to Disney World. We're losers. Yeah, it's Let's three generations of dorks. Yes, <laughs> total idiots. And Bill and I are single. Yeah, so that, that might be the reason why yeah. I just got yeah. lucky. <laughs> I suckered somebody in before you guys did. <laughs> yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh -huh. We got no shot. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, Barry, you talk about the bros trips, and uh, um, uh, you know we we. Uh, Along with uh, Mike Patrick, uh, who I think uh, was here for a while, I think he has uh, uh, run away, and uh, then uh, Rudy's brother Mapo, uh, we all kind of make up the the uh, the Disney Bros, and uh, we've uh, taken uh, quite a few uh, Disney trips along the ways. I think our first bro trip was uh, last June. Um, not. Not that we all together think the first bro trip was uh, all three of us last June, uh, just us three. Um, and then uh, from there, we, it, things got out of control and we did it. Like, <laughs> Lord knows, I think we may have gone there. Hey, MP's back. It was like once a um, week, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, we were going like monthly. Uh, <laughs> it I felt think, like it. A while. Um. <laughs> Yeah, they're a different type of trip, though. I mean, uh, it, it's more just like a little camaraderie and a lot of fun. I mean, we don't—I don't think we really stretch over rides and and what we're doing as much as just we enjoy the time we're there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's I think what we uh, what we found when we went down in June um, is uh, how much fun all of us had. Uh, it, it was uh, in spite of staying at the Best Western. Uh, which uh, both Barry and Rudy were not a fan of. It was fine for me because all I was doing is sleeping, uh, so I didn't care. But uh, apparently, you guys had bad experiences uh, at the Best Western. 
Uh, my worst experience was just the uh, the Taco Bell order that Barry brought home, which is absolutely uh, ridiculous. <laughs> I, I wish mean, we had brings, a picture. I, I, who brings home a taco without lettuce in it? <laughs> well, listen, they, they were out of – they must have been out of lettuce and cheese and didn't tell me because when I ordered it, when I got my stuff home too, there was no lettuce or cheese in it. But I got other stuff like nachos and stuff. So it wasn't it was just you. But they didn't tell any. What are you going to – I, I would have said something like, "Hey, put extra beef in there or something instead." Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, that was uh, we had a lot of fun. Now, we, uh, specifically, we went down uh, to uh, keeping it Star Wars related. We went down for the opening of Galaxy's Edge uh, in uh, August of last year, which was amazing. Uh huh. Because uh, I had already been down. I had been in Galaxy's Edge, I think, three times already. Um, but to see like. I really wanted to go not only to hang out with you guys, but also to catch that excitement of everybody being there for the first yeah. time. Yeah. I didn't really care about what rides we did or, you know, whether we got into see whatever it was just to, to see everybody else's excitement was really cool. Cause it was packed. It was a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> um, now, um, I, I don't remember what time did we get there that morning? Wasn't it like at uh, four o'clock? Yeah, it was four between four and five. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, was awful. Uh, um, we, we got there super early and then they ended up letting us in, uh, and, uh, we were able to get merchandise. Yeah. That was the one cool thing that they did allow is, you know, they had that system where they, they were uh, letting you into the park before they lay into the land. So you were able to go over and buy all the, like the merchandise for the, for the opening day, which I don't remember if we got that much stuff, did we? Uh, we got, uh, a t-shirt and, uh, the, uh, uh magic band. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh-huh. and, I was just and that's smart. Yeah, it was very cool. Like uh, just marching over because they they basically escorted you from mm-hmm. uh, the the main area of Hollywood Studios over to Galaxy's Edge, and just to be marching with all those people with the music going and and that yeah. excitement was wild. And then we got yeah. that with Blue Milk. Well, me, yeah. Bill and I got there after you guys had already been, gotten into the land, and we we pretty much walked right in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but then I think it hit capacity, like maybe a half hour later or something like that. Yeah, we made a lot of trips this year between opening day of that, mm-hmm. opening day of Rise of the Resistance, and all the trips we made in between were insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went in December, January, and February. I went. <laughs> yeah, I skipped the January trip, but yeah. I did get out in December and February. Yeah. It's funny well, because towards the end, or maybe our last trip, we're all like, you know what? Maybe we need a break from this. And now we have like this forced break, and we're all like freaking out, wanting to get back. It's mm-hmm. got like, mouth shut. It's I feel like the meme, the Titanic meme. It's been eighty-four years, and it's been about what two months, maybe. Two yeah, yeah. It, but it, it does. It feels like forever because you really don't. I mean, I, you know, more than likely it's going to be open for our November trip and and whatever's yeah. going on. But until they actually give you that opening date, it feels like it's going to be forever. Yeah, yeah. I have I have a feeling you're going to start to slowly open up in June. That's just my personal opinion. June first, if they don't do June June first, I'd be shocked because uh, they're actually taking restaurant reservations now. So um, to me, it just sounds crazy to take reservations and not open up. Well, you know, I uh, I would uh, put stock behind that if you hadn't been such a proponent of May third. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, I was kind of half joking around about that and trying to be optimistic because. Uh, they were still taking fast passes. They weren't taking dining reservations for May 3rd. 
Yeah. Uh, and you guys know me, like once I put my feet in, I'm going to like beat the, the, the horse to death. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the May 3rd thing was kind of a joke, but June 1st, I mean, I believe they're taking hotel reservations as well. So uh, I'd be shocked if they don't open. Uh, obviously it's going to be 50% or 25% or what they're going to do, uh, but they're going to open up in some type of capacity, I believe by June. Uh, now, now I'm going to say that um, you turned May 3rd into a joke. But yeah, when actually, you first when you first said it, <laughs> you meant it. Don't sure. don't try to like. I I get why you're gonna like push off and go. I was kidding, but the <laughs> reality is, you based it solely on the fact that you went into the app and you saw that they hadn't wiped May <laughs> off of the calendar yet, and you were you were you were all in, and then all of us made fun of you. And then once that happened, you kind of went, okay, I'm kidding. Uh, You were dead serious about May 3rd. Listen, you know me. I could care less who mocks me. I I mean, I have no shame. Yeah. Uh, It it was a joke from the beginning. I was very hopeful. But, I mean, honestly, with the things that are going on in Florida, you knew it wasn't going to be open. Um, But June 1st, I could see, being that they are starting to relax things, I believe tomorrow. They're going to start opening some restaurants at like 50% capacity. So I could see Disney Springs being open within weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a friend who's in the group who's also a member of uh, the Airbnb group that uh, his son works over at the water parks. And they've already started laying down the stickers for the six foot. Um, they're basically putting down yeah. stickers for every six feet so you don't get too close to people. So I could see those places opening up in the next couple of weeks and then slowly getting the parks open because the parks is going to be a very slow process yeah yeah bill bill um rudy says that it was uh the may 3rd thing was all a joke and you know what i have to say about that go ahead wrong wrong (laughs) whatever uh uh, but uh, according to george we're just a bunch of rudy haters George is is the best listener out there. So whatever George says is right. Listen to George. Uh, I I will say, George, we are not Rudy haters. Otherwise, Rudy would not be uh, uh, one of the bros, and he wouldn't be here right now. Uh, we we love Rudy, uh, but we uh, we also know that Rudy sometimes will uh, talk out of his behind. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes it's like ninety percent of the time. <laughs> so Rudy, uh, what is I wanted to ask you? What is your favorite Star Wars movie? Uh, boy, I'm still big on Empire Strikes Back. Um, it, it, that one just is solid all the way through. Like, if you start talking like the first one, well, if you start talking about uh, A New Hope, it, it's still a little campy because it was new and they were developing characters. And then Return of the Jedi, I hate the Ewoks. Like, you know, yeah. I hate when George Lucas gets goofy. But, uh, <laughs> like, Empire Strikes Back was pretty solid begin to end. So that's definitely my favorite. And one of my other ones that I love that most people don't realize is so good is Rogue One. Yeah, yeah Rogue One is an amazing movie. Um, outside of uh, you know the canon, uh, but I, I would say it is the best. I mean, although you what you base that also on Solo, um, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, Rogue One is an amazing movie. I'll tell you if you get a chance. I know you guys have. I believe both of you have Disney Plus now. Uh, the Clone Wars is really, really good for an animated series. I finally got caught up, and uh, I'm in season seven to the end of, you know, I'm caught up on the seasons. 
that, that is a quality animated series and it, it it's cool because it goes for the first three movies or the first uh, how do you explain yeah. that yeah, in between the, three and four yes yeah, so it's it's very cool to kind of get that side stories that go along with that so if you guys get a chance definitely check that out that's really good yeah i i would like to but I feel like in order to do that, number one, I'd have to watch the three, one, two, and three again. And I don't know if I could sit through one again. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I think could. you have to. It's not that close to it. If you know the plot points to the original three, uh, you don't have to worry about it. And there's a lot of like, uh, with a cartoon, it's, it's really weird because they follow like a main plot point. But then to fill stories, they just kind of have like sub stories afterwards that don't mean anything that's, that are kind of annoying. But overall, it's a really amazing cartoon or animated series or whatever the hell it is. You guys will love it. I haven't even started The Mandalorian yet. Oh, my God. I'm on it a second time. It's it That is legit. And the cool thing about that is John Favreau grew up with those movies. So mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. he throws in so many Easter eggs and he can appreciate yeah. like the old school stuff. So as you watch it, it's good if you're like a non-Star Wars fan just because it, the story holds up and the characters are cool. But if you are a Star Wars fan, he throws in those things. You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they... You know, the one of the big things I remember is when I was a kid, they had the troop transporter as a toy, and they even threw that in the in the show. Yeah, so he throws yeah. like all these throwback stuff is really cool. I've seen, I mean, I've seen clips on YouTube and it looks great. Like, but so I gotta get on it. Yeah, it is, it is legit. Like, even from a non Star Wars fan, if if you're just into like a good quality show, you would love the Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, I I uh, I think it's a fantastic show. Um, and uh, Barry, yes, you do need to check it out. Um, I, I'd love uh, uh, to uh, have uh, little uh, discussions each week, um, but I, I want to time it maybe uh, so we can do it uh, right before season two comes out. So the eight weeks mm -hmm. prior to season two coming out, we do a recap of uh, the. Uh, no when season two is supposed to come out. Uh, I think October, although that may be delayed. I don't know if they were able to finish it before uh, everything shut down for uh, the Corona thing. But that's what I heard. I think it was originally October that it was uh, uh, going to. I'll tell you, one of the most amazing things about that show is there's a, a bounty hunter robot that you see in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, it's, it's just that tall, skinny robot, IG-88. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They bring that robot. To, I think it's IG-11 in the show. They bring that thing yeah. to life. Like when you see it in Empire Strikes Back, you're like, oh my God, what a dorky thing. That thing could never track it. You know, it, it doesn't yeah. look that impressive. They do a really cool job of making that thing look badass for the show. So it's worth it just to check out IG-88 and that thing. And, and yeah. again, I sound like a dork again. <laughs> I've seen clips where they, they have, you know, like the, the Jawa, uh, Jawa transport ship. I, I saw that clip uh, and where that, you know how Return of the Jedi when they go up to Jawa's palace and that eyeball thing comes out? Yep. Like they had that, and it was just yep. it was pretty it was pretty cool how they went back to all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the whole time you're watching that show, you're like, oh my god, that's cool. They used to have that Jabba's hut. You know, it's, it's a lot of throwback yeah. stuff. So you would love it for sure. I should get on it. Yes, sir. Yes, I mean, sir. You got Disney Plus. What are you waiting for? You're watching Cinderella for everybody. You watch The Mandalorian. Well, yeah. I mean, I I just I've been busy being essential. Yeah, you are an essential worker. And uh, I made this thing up now where I'm, I, I watched Cinderella. I watched, uh, what was the other Snow one? White. Snow White. And now the next one is going to have to be Entangled. Next one's going to be Brave. So. Oh, you did watch Tangled? I did watch Tangled, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, 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 that. I actually enjoy that. I know this is a Star Wars show, but I think that show is pretty legit. That movie. 
Yep, agreed. I it think was it's, good. Uh, it's one of the best uh, uh, Disney movies out there. Which I'm yeah, gonna go for, Barry. You know what it is? It's underrated, Barry. <laughs> well, see, I was I was on your I was on your underrated thing for a while, but then like as I'm watching the podcast, I'm 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 reading everybody fawning over the movie. They're going, "It's the best movie! It's the best movie!" And I'm going, "Well, how is this movie underrated if everybody loves it now?" And I think, you know, everybody loves it. It's not underrated in that aspect. I think it's underrated in the, the aspect that Disney really hasn't followed up with anything. They gave it a bathroom and no mm-hmm. additional movie, so they kind of forgot yeah. about it. Yeah. I agree with that. Which is it weird does... that we got in a tangle. Aren't we doing Star Wars? <laughs> well, it's a Disney podcast. We can talk about anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As long as we just put Disney at the end of it, we can talk mm-hmm. about anything. Without a doubt. So yeah, my review of Brave will be next week. Yeah, now uh, yeah, you like that out. one too. Because that that that's a uh, Disney's done a good job of making these uh, these more adult oriented movies where they appeal to the kids. But yeah. There's a lot of little inside adult jokes, kind of like they've done with mm-hmm. Universal for years. So yeah, Brave yeah. is a good one as well. Yeah, and that's and that's the amazing thing that uh, uh, I think Disney's great about. Uh, uh, they they've adopted that and they've done a wonderful job with it. Like the old Warner Brothers Bugs Bunny cartoons. Where you watch it, or even uh, uh, like the Animaniacs. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to do because other companies have tried to do that, where they just throw like adult references in. And if it's not done well, I saw this this one cartoon, uh, something with a dog. I can't remember. <laughs> it was a dumb cartoon um, where they just try to throw like uh, adult references in. It was terrible. But if you do it like in a smart way, in a funny way, it makes the movie just as enjoyable for adults as it is for kids. So when you're stuck bringing your kids into one of these ridiculous movies, you're actually enjoying it rather than just sitting there waiting for it to get over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I know a lot about. Yeah. Yeah. Now, George points out that the uh, Disney shorts uh, are really interesting. Uh, so that's something. Uh, uh, well, first off, I have my Disney shorts on uh, this evening. Uh Let's see. But, but yeah, I'll have to check more of those out. I, I want to do that. I've gone Winnie the Pooh tonight. I have nothing on below this shirt. So nice. I think yeah. we're all wearing our underwear tonight. I am too. All right. That's uh, all I need <laughs> to hear from that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. I don't know if you guys had seen uh, Christopher Reeve's son is a reporter now for ABC News. And yeah. Uh, he went on the other day to do a news story and had his suit and tie on, but nothing underneath. And he had the camera a little too low. So you can see he was wearing underwear. A lot yeah. of newscasters do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what uh, uh, John Krasinski has done on uh, every episode of uh, Some Great News. At the end of it, he stands up and walks out. And that's like great. he did that on uh, like shorts, the first one. And then he had like a tutu on. And it just uh, <laughs> every week he ends it wake, uh, standing up and what you see up here. And uh, then. Uh, well, I, I do have a Darth Maul shirt on for you guys to keep it a Star Wars show. So nice. Yeah, I really <laughs> thought ahead. Rudy, you are the the main. Ugh. Rudy, you are the main. Uh, you are the creator of Crazy for Disney. Tell us about Crazy for Disney Group. Oh boy, what is there to say? Uh, it, it's just a, a fun. It's a fun loving group. It gets people together to kind of discuss Disney. Uh, we have meetups twice a year, which you guys always attend. It's it, it's mm. a lot of fun. It gives you a chance. Obviously, uh, we all have friends online, which is kind of cool, and you you develop these relationships. But uh, this actually gives you an opportunity to kind of meet people on vacations and do rides with them and hang out with them. And uh, it kind of blew up over a couple of years. It went from, you know, a couple hundred people to close to 40,000 now. So if you get a chance, go over there and join the, the Crazy for Disney group. Yeah, it's a great a group. Of, uh, 
Yeah, Barry and Bill are admins over there. They also do the singles group, which I don't like to talk about a lot because uh, it's insane. Yeah, a little bit. It's a tad yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, Mark Zuckerberg called me the other day and told me I should just mellow out in that group. <laughs> Okay, we have to get into that just uh, real quick before we end. So uh, Rudy's brother, Mark, um, on uh, on Friday night, uh, apparently posted something that got taken down. Uh, Very thought that got taken down. And, and uh, no, I, well, no, he thought he went to Facebook jail as a result of it. So he's posting everywhere that he's in Facebook jail. Uh, which you can't post if you're in Facebook jail. But then he went on these rants about F you Zuckerberg and, uh, you know, just uh, saying all kinds of just horrible, horrible things. And on one of them, he posted, uh, uh, it's like, uh, you, you're not going to be able to get a hold of me on here. So my true friends will call me at, and then he posted his telephone number. But he posted on Facebook. So he's yeah, obviously yeah, not in jail. Yeah. Yeah, so so I saw that and saw an opportunity. <laughs> so I pretended I was Mark Zuckerberg and uh, I wanted to find out about the bad experience that he had. So we had a nice back and forth going for <laughs> uh you know maybe a half hour hour or something like that. Uh and uh, you know like at one point I told him that he can't uh, say bad thing or you know he said that he believes in his first amendment rights. And uh, then I brought up uh, that, uh, you know, all, all First Amendment rights have uh, have uh, things like obscenities uh, and you can't talk, uh, you know, you can't yell fire in a in a crowded theater, etc. It and sobered him up quick, though, did it? Because his spelling and grammar and everything was a nightmare. <laughs> and as soon as he saw it was Mark Zuckerberg, he like broke out his English dictionary and started yeah. talking like a yeah. human again. Uh so it w I got him to uh, post an apology to Mark Zuckerberg and all of Facebook <laughs> on, on his Facebook page. <laughs> and, then, and then originally he tried to claim that he knew it was you all along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fessed up that he uh, had, was actually fooled uh, by that tired joke, which uh -huh. was classic. Uh, you know, like he says that he wasn't fooled. When I, when I first said, hey, uh, please don't post this everywhere because I don't need everyone getting my number out um, <laughs> as Mark Zuckerberg. And I said, also... You should probably know that this isn't actually Mark Zuckerberg. It's me, Bill. <laughs> and he responded with, I knew it wasn't Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, <laughs> now it's my stepbrother, yeah, sure. so I don't want anybody knowing that there's any blood relation there because he is a little slow at times. Uh, <laughs> and we, we pick on him quite a bit. And I think one of our biggest stories was when we went to Disney. We brought him his very first trip to Disney, 51 years old. He'd never been there. So we brought him last year and um, – he told us that Star Tours was a better ride than Rise of the Resistance. So <laughs> that kind of gives you an idea where Mark's head is at. I think that was the Jack Daniels talking. He must have been having like a trip on Star Tours that made it so much better than it actually was. <laughs> I don't think he had, had anything to drink at that point. That's the no? sad part about it. No. Oh, no. It was uh, it was in the evening. There's no way he was uh, not uh, <laughs> drinking something by that point. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he does drink that late bit. on like Saturday evening. Uh, and we had gone back yeah. to the hotel to nap and to uh, uh, that. So, yeah, I think he had. I will say I was glad that Bill and Barry were, were part of that, that he was able to kind of hang with you guys during his very first trip because, uh, you know, not only did he enjoy himself and become a Disney fan, but he, he found himself a couple extra friends, which he really uh, thinks you guys are the greatest. So that he's was really hilarious. cool. He's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, he's, oh, he's, he's, a, he's a fun guy to hang out with. 
he's definitely uh he's interesting. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd go with that. Interesting. Well, we have uh, uh, run well over our hour uh, time. <laughs> So um, we should probably uh, wrap this up. Now, Barry, you know, we haven't done something in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And uh, I, 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 uh, I think we need to uh, play ourselves out and do a little dance. I think Rudy needs to dance with us. For this. I'm not yeah. You can guys right. can just okay, knock well, me right out of the broadcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rudy, thank you very much for coming on tonight. Uh, let's uh, let's do this again. It's a lot of fun just to, to hang out and uh, mm -hmm. and uh, chat and all of that. So hopefully, yeah, you guys uh, have a good night. Thank you. I'm sure we'll talk more uh, after the oh, podcast yeah. is over. So thanks for thanks for joining us, Rudy. Thank yeah, no problem, yeah. Guys. thank you very much. Uh, and uh, guys, if uh, you're not already familiar with uh, Rudy's uh, podcast, it's on Wednesday night at seven thirty behind the ears. Uh, please uh, make sure you check that out. Uh, he and uh, cousin Danny do a, uh, a fun podcast on Wednesday nights, so that would be uh, uh, an awesome thing to check out. Um, Rudy, thank you very much. No problem, guys. All right, Have well, a good night. All right, later. Bye. All right, so Barry, uh, we need to end this uh, with something that we didn't get to do last week, and we don't get to, we didn't get to do this one because we had the special opening. So I think we uh, we deserve a special close. Yes. Before we before we get to that though, I want to remind people that we are also uh, you can listen to our podcast at Google Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can find us on there. This episode will probably be up about Tuesday. Awesome, awesome guys! Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, without you guys, uh, you make everything a whole lot uh, more fun. Uh, so without you guys, we're we're nothing. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, tune in next week for another uh, exciting episode of Ear B&B. &B. It's funny watching 